Today on Food for Thought, we'll be discussing how farming practices such as pesticide use contribute to climate change. Now, if you've never joined us before, or if you live under a rock, you might be asking, what is climate change? When we say climate change, we refer to the long-term changes in the temperature here on Earth. A lot of people get the wrong idea. They may think climate change happens really, really fast, but it's actually measured in trends over time. And let me tell you, according to the trends, the Earth is definitely getting hotter, and even 1-2 to two degrees Celsius change in the average temperature affects a lot. You may be asking, what does agriculture have to do with climate change? Well, a whole lot actually. You see, ever since the greenhouse revolution in the 50s and 60s, we saw a huge jump in agriculture and chemicals used to boost agriculture. Agriculture in itself is great. Who doesn't love a nice sandwich from wheat or some cold fruit on a hot day? But when agriculture grows that fast, it leads to a loss in land quality and runoff of pesticides into our water supplies and even into the air. To put this into perspective, in 2018, the USDA estimated that U.S. agriculture emitted an estimated 698 million metric tons of carbon dioxide and gases equally as harmful or even more harmful than carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. This accounted for 10.5% of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions in 2018. Now that we have a background, we wanted to hear from our audience about questions they have regarding climate change. So we have a guest here with us today. Hello, if you can introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Cam. But my question was about what are some of the major effects of agriculture and how they affect climate change? What are the big reasons why we need to move towards more sustainable practices? That's a really good question, because it's hard for us that aren't in the field every day to see its effects. As our guest mentioned, climate is something that happens over time. One of the biggest issues we see is pesticide use increasing. Right, which we need to control, because I don't know about you, but I don't think it's good for you to have pesticide residue on your food. The issue really isn't the use of the pesticides, but it's how much we're using. While pesticide use has increased production, there's also a limit to how much it can because statistics show if farmers limited pesticide use that the change in yield is about 50% of what they believe it will be. Yes, we will lose out on yield initially, but as we talked about, the long term is important. A study done in Canada showed that soil respiration, which is basically the oxygen consumed by the soil, helps us know the amount of microorganisms present decreases with the overuse of pesticides. And over time, this can be very, very damaging to the natural cycles of Earth. That's the major issue, us ruining the amount of viable land. We are already faced with famine and food deserts in many parts of the world. So as our population grows, but less land is viable for growing, we run into the possibility that a worldwide famine could occur. Now that we heard about some of the overall negative effects of pesticides on the environment, let's expand upon those effects and see how these changes relate to us on a more personal level. It can be hard to visualize how something like soil quality can actually impact our own lives. So let's dive deeper into soil viability and pesticide use. One measure of soil viability that is less complicated to examine is the presence of earthworms. How can earthworms help us understand soil viability and how it can relate to us. Well, earthworms are essential to the health of soil and their presence in proper amounts can indicate if the soil is healthy or not. 
One study that was performed looking at shallot farming showed the pesticide use had decreased the presence of earthworms by 90%. The pesticides affect earthworms' growth and reproduction rate, which ultimately indicates declining soil health. Declining soil health is certainly something to be concerned about, especially from a nutritional standpoint. There are many nutrients crops get from the soil, known as trace elements, so the health of the soil directly impacts the health of the crops. Exactly. Declining soil health leads to the declining nutritional values and quality of crops. If we look at the effects of climate change, which is influenced by pesticide use, and the effects of soil degradation on food, it provides a negative outlook on the quality of our food in the future. One study that examined the issue of food quality and pesticides found that increased concentrations of carbon dioxide by directly affecting plants worsen the nutritional quality of food by decreasing protein and mineral concentrations by 5 to 15 percent and B vitamins by up to 30 percent. Those decreases in nutritional value are certainly something to be worried about, especially when we take into account the information found in one study that states that micronutrient deficiencies cause a much larger burden of disease than food insecurity. Looking at all this information shows us that pesticide use links directly to our food and our health. We should all be concerned about putting a stop to a practice that could harm our health. Exactly. And pesticides can harm us in even more ways than just through decreasing nutritional value and quality of the food we eat. That's right. Numerous pesticides have been found to cause adverse health effects. If the pesticides cause micronutrient deficiencies, a major health effect on the consumer is anemia. This condition is caused by the lack of iron, vitamin B12, and folate. And our food is quite literally being covered in these chemicals, which can be transferred to us through residue. It's been shown that there are pesticide residues found on 70% of the produce in the United States. Even after taking the precautions of washing the produce, these pesticides can still be transferred to the consumer. One example of a chemical used in mass scales in agriculture is Roundup, which is glyphosate herbicide. That's right. Roundup has been in the news for being a carcinogen, right? Yes, it has been shown to be a possible carcinogen. But the real kicker is that its use is only increasing in agriculture because farmers are dependent on it. The market for glyphosate is expected to grow to $9.91 billion by 2022 and as much as $12 billion by 2024. Glyphosate is harmful to people by causing mouth and throat burns, nausea, vomiting, etc. Wait, so it's a possible carcinogen and health hazard, and we're using more of it in the production of our food? Yep. Modern agriculture is concerned about the highest production numbers of food rather than the quality and healthfulness of the food. So the food we eat could lack nutrition and even contain harmful chemicals due to the use of pesticides? That's right. There are multiple concerns regarding soil health, nutrition, and pesticide use that need to be changed in order to have quality and healthy food. So we've discussed some pretty scary problems with our agricultural industry, but how do we actually do something to solve these problems? Well, first, it may be helpful to look at the current regulations that are in place. Thankfully, the EPA does put a great deal of work into regulating pesticides they do. However, this is not enough and far more needs to be done. Well, we could look to work off 
what the EPA is already doing to increase standards for pesticide approval and do more to regulate the amount of pesticide used per acre. I think that would be beneficial in limiting the amount of pesticides that may not have been fully limited by the EPA's regulations. In order to fully get the message across, farmers should be educated on how the benefits of using pesticides to produce a greater quantity of food does not outweigh the health issues and micronutrient deficiencies it's causing to all the consumers. Pesticide safety education programs are imperative to inform people about which chemicals are safer than others and which are banned from use in an agricultural setting. Yeah. And once farmers and people using pesticides are properly educated and trained, there can be strict rules uh, or fines for breaking regulations of these protocols. Campaigns to further encourage lesser use of pesticides can be a crucial tool in preventing additional use of pesticides. That's a great idea. Using campaigns like Healthy Kids shows direct evidence of how the use of these chemicals on produce is causing children to become sick. Campaigning real-life issues will allow the issue to come to light and hopefully discourage these chemicals from being used in the future. Pesticides are linked to countless diseases, and these chemicals can even cause death. Studies show that there are at least 23 deaths a year that are linked to the use of pesticides, and there are multiple life-threatening diseases linked to pesticides. Since there are alternatives that can be used in the place of these harmful chemicals, it's unacceptable to continue the use of these toxic chemicals when there are better alternatives. That's very true. Sustainable farming is achievable and is a healthier option for consumers. For sure, sustainable farming actually increases profit for farmers, promotes environmental health, and produces healthier options for the consumers. That seems like a much better alternative. I saw an article showing a thousand farms were analyzed to show the amount of crops being produced with lots of pesticides versus with less pesticide use, and 96% of the farms had no change in production or even produced more without pesticides. This is a no-brainer at this point. To meet the agricultural demands of today, our world continues to be dominated by the pesticides that were popularized by the Green Revolution. When making decisions on how agriculture is produced, farmers and consumers alike constantly make a cost-benefit analysis. On the one hand, agricultural production can continue to rely increasingly on pesticides for greater yields of crops for an ever-increasing population. However, sustainable farming practices have had real-world applications that demonstrate their feasibility and usefulness. In the current predicament of the world, the cost of continuing with pesticides are clear. Countless diseases, decreased soil viability, food scarcity, and even decreased human health are all a result of using pesticides. These costs are for the sake of increased agricultural production. However, they are clearly not the only way to achieve this goal. Sustainable agricultural practices increases profit for farmers, promotes environmental health, and produces healthier options for consumers, all the while having the same or even greater production than the reliance on pesticides. Moreover, a shift towards sustainable practices would limit CO2 emissions and increase soil viability in the future. The next crucial step is convincing farmers to adopt this solution, particularly through education and even through regulation. A healthy, sustainable future is clearly possible.